This podcast series is supported by members at Patreon. If you want to support this podcast series, head to patreon.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. Community identity and spirit can help shape and mold your business. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron, and I'm a Cascadian. I have a background in radio and television broadcasting. I'm a music producer, and I have a passion for beer. I don't consider myself an expert in beer by any means, but I do enjoy and respect the craft and the passion of these brewmasters. I want to learn from these pioneers and what sets them apart from the rest, and why they choose to call Cascadia their home. Cascadia is a bioregion in the Pacific Northwest and the North American continent. It is made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. In this podcast series, I'll be profiling the unique breweries of Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence on the international beer scene. Today, I'm in Bellingham, Washington. Aslan Brewing Company opened its doors in this western Washington community in 2014. This brewery prides itself on making organic ales and lagers while making sure they use local resources sustainably and with low impact. My name is Jack Lamb. I am the CEO and owner here at Aslan Brewing Company. And how long have you been in existence for? Oh, man. Um, Well, I have been in existence for 28 years. Um, But Aslan is 2012, so that's about almost five years now, coming up um, in existence. Now, selling our first pint, that's just over three years. Right. And where are we? Yeah, we're in, we're in downtown Bellingham, beautiful Bellingham in the upper left corner of, of Washington State. Pretty close to Vancouver, BC, close to Seattle without all the traffic. And so you opened here because you're originally from here or what brought, what brought you to Bellingham? Yeah, I'm from Seattle and I grew up in the city and um, man, I thought I was going to spend my whole life there until I moved up here and saw what it's like to be in a town that uh, values organic, values biking to work doesn't have traffic and there's the outdoors, there's the water, there's everything beautiful about this place. So I'm pretty psyched about it. And so you came here and was the idea, Hey, I'm, I'm going to open a brewery or did you just move no, here? I moved here for a girl, right? Uh, a girl that I'm marrying in, in a month, uh, which is really fun. Congratulations. But yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I moved here. Um, I turned down a really nice job at Microsoft in Seattle and I moved up here with no idea what I was going to do and uh, started doing some SEO stuff online and uh, writing content for websites. Then all of a sudden I met, I met a brewer and uh, the idea of opening a brewery came up. And did that come up over a pint? Oh yeah. 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 We were drinking at uh, the Green Frog, a local pub here and talking about our dreams, our future. And boy, something, an aha moment, is, as I like to call it, uh, definitely happened right when when Frank told me that it was his lifelong dream to be a, a head brewer at a microbrewery. And, you know, it was always my dream to own a business and to run a business that created a craft, something that you could add art and uh, master. So it was, a, it was a perfect fit. So how long from this sampling session to actually game plan. Yeah. It was the next day when we sat down and 
looked each other in the eye and talked about how we we're going to do this whole thing. And um, were you serious last night? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> do you remember last night? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, he was shocked, but he was serious. And that was huge to me was knowing that if we're going to do this, let's do this right. No, it's not just starting a brewery. We have to start a little pilot brewery, a five gallon system and uh, create a business plan and and actually plan this out uh, if we want this to work. I'm really happy we took the time to do that rather than just trying to find money and, and opening it big from the start. So was it your partner that was going to be the brewer? Were you going to do it together? Yeah. So, I mean, basically I wanted him to think about nothing else except brewing beer and I'll take care of everything else. And that is precisely what, what happened. He has since been obsessed with making the best beer in the world. We're making good beer, uh, but we know we can make, uh, we can just keep improving as, as time goes on. From that initial idea, because you guys are making all organic beer. Mm -hmm. Was that from day one, the idea, or did that come later down the track? Yeah, that, that was day one idea. And again, um, it had to do with this community. You know, I didn't, I don't know if I would have done an all organic brewery if, if I didn't have the inspiration I had here in Bellingham. Uh, like I said, this town cares what they put in their body. They care what they eat, what products they put in their hair and, you know, it matters. And so, I started valuing those things and uh, understanding the power of organic farming and organic products and and how that is the future. So if we're planning for the future, why not make the beer the future? And is there a bit of a, a different cost in becoming an all-organic brewery? Absolutely. And did you ever have doubt in your mind of, hey, if this is too expensive, like we can't, can't do it? I had doubts because everybody told me it was pretty dumb, but... You know, as I've been telling people, you if you have the costs and everything laid out, I mean, you can design your whole business plan around it. I understand maybe existing breweries trying to convert to an organic whole lineup might be very difficult because you already have your margins and, well, organic ingredients are up to four times the price. So yeah, that'd be tough for some people. But like I said, that's all we know. So we've based our business around those things. Who else in town... Uh, was there at the time because there has been a boom in recent years uh, oh, yeah. with breweries here. So in terms of opening, what number are you in the scale of breweries here? In terms of opening, I'm number five. In terms of establishment, we are number four. We built this thing with our own bare hands. So it took us a while to get going with full restaurant, full everything uh, to open the way we did. Uh, there was Colshin and Boundary Bay and Chuckanut when I arrived and we started Aslan uh, and we were number four. Wander went ahead and opened about a week and a half before us. And um, we've all since been buddies and uh, actually collaborate a lot with each other. I think there's about 11 breweries now in, in, the, in the area. So I'm happy to be jumping on it earlier. So with all organic beer, it is certified, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And what is that process that you have to go through? Yeah, oh, that's money. It's paperwork, it's hoops, but they all do have a purpose. And, and when you take a step back and... Yeah, you may roll your eyes every time you got to do something, but I know that it's for a reason. I know that that organic seal that is on all our cans and on our menu means something to people. And, and it wouldn't mean anything if they didn't have to go through the steps and the checks and balances to make sure that what we're doing is truly organic. Because it's tough. I mean, I can't use some of the chemicals other people use. I can't use some of the processing aids that are widely used throughout uh, the brewing community. Um, you know, zinc bioglucanase. I mean, there, there's all these things that frankly would make brewing easier. <laughs> but, um, you know, we've learned to do without and we're still making good beer. When you opened your doors, how long did it take for the uh, community to respond to you guys? 
Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, they responded right away. There was a line out the door for the first two weeks, but, um, yeah, it was tough. Um, you know, this is the first time that any of us had owned or operated a restaurant or let alone a brewery. And so it took time. Did you run out of beer? No, we never ran out of beer. Uh, we were making enough and that was fine, but we we're only brewing one day, two days a week. So, you know, we had this want to brew more, uh, but frankly, it was this process of improving. You know, we call our flagship beer Batch 15 because it was the 15th batch of IPA that we felt we actually got something right. Um, and that took about six months. So, yeah, if you if you go back in time to those first couple months that we opened, I mean, people were pissed. People didn't <laughs> people didn't like it. And uh, it, it, it did not take too long, though, before we started getting the hang of it. You know, people were like, oh, did you you must have hired a new brewer? You must have. It's like, no, we just you improve. That's what, that's what you do as a business. So what's the size of the uh, brew house out there that you have? Yeah. So we started with a 15 barrel system and uh, have since this last, in the last few months, transitioned to a 30 barrel brew house, uh, all steam, four vessel system. We also upgraded our fermenters up to match that 30 barrel system. So we have thirties, sixties, and even a couple 120 barrels outside. So you know, our goal for next year is to produce, uh, you know, about 10,000 barrels a year. And where's that going? Is that, that, that can't just be locally here in Bellingham, right? Yeah, it's pretty much all in Washington state. I would say about 99% of it. Um, but we are sending beer to Portland, Oregon and to Vancouver, BC, and actually all of British Columbia. But, uh, yeah, you know, we, we'll send a, you know, small shipment over to Vermont or, Shoot, we uh, our shipment to England just arrived, and now people in in London are drinking our beer, which is really fun. But we do want to hold back on that distribution because, frankly, that carbon footprint is gnarly. And as an organic, sustainable brewery, as a B Corp, you know we need to make decisions that preserve our environment, uh, basically the sustainability of what we do. So we'll keep it local. You know, I'm kind of the theory that maybe people in uh, People in Florida shouldn't be able to eat Alaskan salmon, you know, uh, and maybe we shouldn't be able to eat Florida oranges. You know, that whole carbon footprint is attached to shipping is is gnarly. So, you know, to experience Aslan beer, you, you do kind of have to immerse yourself in the Pacific Northwest. And so you mentioned uh, you're a certified B Corp. Uh, what is that and what's the process involved? And why did you want to become a certified B Corp? Yeah. So to put it simply, uh, if you know organic products, because it seems everybody now in any grocery store has an option to choose organic or not. So B Corp is basically that cert that organic certification, but for your whole business. Uh, they look at your raw inputs and outputs. They look at your effect on the environment and the effect on your workforce they look at your effect on the community and just how the governance of the company works. You know, you get docked points if your CEO lives in Hawaii and your business is in Washington. You know, it, it doesn't really make sense in terms of connecting to the actual decision making to what is going on. So we're happy to be it. It was a, a big process and, and uh, many people don't pass uh, when they try to become B Corps. Uh, but we were inspired by our fellow B Corp breweries. New Belgium is a B Corp. And so is uh, Hopworks Brewery in uh, Portland. And so those are the two ones I was looking at that, that focus on sustainable transportation, on employee-owned and, and things like that. Uh, again, that's the future. And so uh, are you the only B Corp in the state or locally? No, there's, there's, uh, there's lots of uh, B Corps, um, but we are the only B Corp in the city, um, which is awesome. And that has, you know, 
caused a lot of questions from local people wondering why we did it, how to do it, should they do it? And um, it's fun to start that conversation because I do know a few uh, local companies who are moving forward with certification. You opened the brewery here in Bellingham because you felt like there was the community wanted a brewery yeah. like this. But what have you done in return for the community? Yeah, I mean, Bellingham was thirsty. You know, um, I see this town as the Bend, Oregon of Washington or the Asheville, North Carolina of Washington. It seems that wherever there's a trail, there's a pine at the end of it. So the timing was perfect. And I think timing is a big deal in terms of business development. But again, you know, we got to design our own business and we got to design our margins. And when we saw that, well, I could either put an extra 15% of the profit into my pocket or I could give it back to the community. And when I was already getting a wage, what's the point? Um, I'm not trying to take over the world or have eight houses around the world. Uh, so... Uh, living humbly and uh, giving back to the community is what exactly we do. So every year we commit about 15% of our profits. Last year, last year it was more close to 16, but uh, 15% of our profits go directly back to the community. So if somebody was visiting from uh, out of town and wanted to come down here, what would be an experience that you'd want them to leave with after visiting you guys? Yeah, well, I'd say this is only your first stop of many. You better get here right at 11 a.m. when we open because there's a lot of fun things to do um, or maybe end your day here. But I think when you come here, what you're getting is a truly a community hub. You're watching people have business meetings here. You're watching families come here. You're watching first dates. You're watching uh, friends. You're watching a lot of people come through smiling, positive uh, you're seeing World Street cuisine, as I call it. So basically anything we want <laughs> on our food menu, but bright colors, bright flavors, and and awesome bright beers. So that's what we're going to get at Aslan. But you know, this town, like I said, has 10 breweries, 11 breweries now you can hop around to. Uh, there's the Great Outdoors. There's the Chuckanuts Mountains. There's Mount Baker Wilderness. There's uh, Bellingham Bay. I mean, there's rivers. There's waterfalls in the city. I mean, there's crazy things to do. So, I mean, don't tell everyone because we don't need everybody living here, but uh, come and visit for sure. <laughs> we, we like visitors. Yeah, Just, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So if somebody was wanting to go down this path themselves of opening a brewery or even just a, a Corp B, um, what would be some advice that you'd give them? I'd say seriously look at the market, right? Because it would be a shame to open a brewery in a town that is you know, I hate using the word oversaturated because people have been saying Bellingham has been oversaturated with breweries at number five. Well, there's 11 and they're all bustling and awesome right now. I think there could be 20 here. But, you know, for example, if you're thinking of opening a brewery, say in Portland, it's kind of like, well, there's a lot of small towns near Portland that need a brewery that you can spread craft beer around. So, you know, these other areas who are, you know, maybe Bud Light or Coors Light heavy, uh, you can kind of show that this is local product, truly local, down the street local, come grab a growler local, uh, bring it and share it. You know, doing the market research is huge and understanding that, you know, who do you want to compete with or do you want to start a new little burst in a little town? That's the first step. And second step is just get your team. I didn't know how to brew beer, you know, <laughs> I do now, but you know, if you put me behind, uh, the brew house, I'm not going to be able to produce good beer, you know, but I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm making sure that this place is ticking. The bills are paid. The lights stay on that. We don't get sued by anyone. <laughs> you know I mean? You have people do what they do well and you delegate the things they don't do well to people who do. So, um, the team and I think the location is, 
beyond that, that's all you need to start a brewery, frankly. Was there anything that changed from your initial idea like that you weren't expecting in the process from when you opened to now? Uh, surprisingly, no, which, you know, is just my first, as I'm thinking out loud, uh, is my first thought. You know, we've stuck to organic. Uh, we have become a B Corp since starting. I didn't even know I was going to be a B Corp when we started this thing. You know, I have 90 employees. I didn't think I was going to get that that many. And, and we offer health insurance for all our full time. And so we're sticking to our plan. We're sticking to giving back and we're sticking to the things that people appreciate it and why they keep coming back. Now, I could say that I didn't think I was going to send beer to Vermont. You know, I'm sure I've been quoted saying that I'm going to keep things in the Pacific Northwest. But, you know, we create these relationships and we find special people throughout the nation and even the world. I mean, England, you know, I sent beer to England. Why would I do that? Well, we found a good way to do it. And we found a container that was, had space left and could fit our beer. And we found a wonderful vendor that knew how to take care of it, keep it cold, know the story. And basically, that's what we care about. You know, I'm scared of losing my soul if I get too big. And I didn't think I was going to get this big. But frankly, we're happy with our size. That being said, I, I did have thoughts at one point that we might get really big and, you know, open a 40,000 barrel brewery, you know, and try to get to multiple states and whatnot. And boy, I'm happy we're not doing that. And uh, um, I don't think you'll be able to, to see that soon. Quality of life is a big deal. And if you keep it small, quality is good. Is there anybody locally that's inspiring you with uh, the beers that they're making that uh, reflects back on what you guys do here? Absolutely. I mean, I could talk about an hour about this, but um, yeah, shoot. I mean, I got to start with Boundary Bay. They were here. They're the godfather of, of Bellingham beer, in my opinion. And there was a couple of breweries around uh, when, they've, when they started. Boundary Bay, just in terms of their philanthropic efforts and in terms of their ability to connect with the community. Chuckanut Brewery, in terms of uh, their world-class lagers. I mean, they won, you know, Brewery of the Year in Washington uh, Beer Awards. They've won so many uh, GABF Awards. They're just, I mean, you walk in and they have this whole wall of medals, you know. So in terms of brewing beer to style, Chuckanut is definitely where I go. And then Wander, you know, that this awesome small uh, brewery owned by husband and wife and their ability to uh, use wood and oak barrels, and fooders, and cool ships. I mean, they're really pushing the boundaries of beer and turning what kind of is typically just Northwest ales into saisons, into barrel-aged sours, and and we love that. So those are just a, a little few. I could go on and on. Uh, that's just in, even in our little town. All right, I got to end with a very tough question. What's your favorite beer on tap at the moment? Oh, man. Uh, my favorite beer on tap is Tales of Ordinary Madness. Tales of Ordinary Madness. I know it's a mouthful. And these, these beer names are getting hilarious, but everything's been taken. So you got to start grabbing things from, from different inspirations. But, um, what this beer is a super hazy IPA that we brewed with Rubens Brew. And, uh, it was a collaboration we did with them for the collaboration fest, uh, but also just to highlight our partnership. You know, Rubens is someone I've been looking up to even before we had an idea about beer. Uh, Rubens brews in Seattle and in, in Ballard. And uh, I tell you what, it's, it was an honor working with Adam down there. And the beer is juicy. I mean, if you closed your eyes and, and had to uh, <laughs> guess what it is, I mean, someone might tell you it's orange juice. 
you know, it's almost just like that. So it's fun to make a seven point something percent beer that frankly tastes like juice. And that is exactly how we intended. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, you got it. Thank you. Thank you so much to Jack. Really appreciate it. You got to go down and check out those hazy beers at Aslan that he was talking about. They really are juicy and really something else. Also, the food is fantastic there. Grab a yam taco. That's my recommendation. If you would like to support this podcast, you can do so on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash Cascadian beer to help support this independently produced podcast series for as little as a dollar an episode. This is one of many breweries in Bellingham that I've already spoken to. So if you want to go back and check out previous episodes with Chuckanut, Stone's Throw, Wander Brewing, you can do so at cascadian.beer. That's our website. Or you can look on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can follow us in the social media space at facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. We're on Twitter at Cascadian Beer, and I'm on Instagram at Cascadian Beer Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Be sure to head to the website, cascadian.beer. And until next time, remember, support your local.